On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about our week two matchup against the toilet with a special guest. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. Third down and five. Rogers, same side. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, guys? Ready for week two? You we know. Are. Oh, man, I am. And I, I can't believe, I, I think there was something uh, about the floor is now 15-4 and four overall, undefeated in the North, knock on wood. Like, did you, in your wildest imagination, think that his first 20 games could potentially include 16 wins? No, I'm, and honestly, I'm blown away by his coaching, um, and especially his specialty, the offense. I mean, his game plans, even going back to last year when the offense was struggling, um, he controlled every game. Even when we were struggling, he was still in control of the time. Um, I'd have to go back and look how many times we won time of possession in each game, but I, I would say it was more than not, you know? Um, so I, I'm very impressed with Lafleur. I'm so happy to have him as our head coach, and I can't wait for the future with him. He, he seems to be getting a little bit of buy-in from Aaron Rodgers too. They're talking about running mm-hmm. motion on Wednesday's press conference, and just the use of that and the touch passes and how they came back to it—not necessarily from their game plan, but they came back to the touch passes simply because it was working. And and Josh, to your point, we were talking earlier about the tight ends and how they were not seen in the passing game. From the run aspect, though, I went back and rewatched the game when I got a chance earlier this week. The tight end blocking uh, was just fantastic from all four of them. And it was night and day because then I went and watched Chicago against Detroit and watching Jimmy Graham in the run game was just hideous. So we've got a massive upgrade in that spot, and I'm really looking for them to take a step here in week two uh, in the passing game. And one of the spots that I noticed that was in the first half uh, last week there was actually a sequence where we're at the 12-yard line, and we actually called a screen pass for Josiah DeGuara, the rookie. And it was just snuffed out, so Rodgers threw it into the dirt. And then I think it was the very next play, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, they got a one-on-one matchup. Tanyan was running a corner route against Harrison Smith, and it looked like Rodgers was going to throw it that way. He was looking that way, and then pressure made him uh, try to escape the pocket and throw the ball away. So two opportunities beyond just that uh, – a deep shot to Sternberger that we tried to get the tight end involved in the red zone. I expect them to come back to that. And we'll talk about the, the opportunities that they'll have against the line. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. And I want I wanted to bring up something before we dive into the review too. Um, I want to remind everybody how much we struggled in the offense at the beginning of last year. We didn't have 43 points until week three when we played the Broncos. We may have over 80 by the end of our second game if this game goes like the last one. Um, and, and I wanted to pose a question to this because last year was so f- different. Last year, you know, our defense started hot. Uh, we, we were only giving up three points in the first game. I think it was like 10 the second. Um, and, you know, 
things have sort of flipped this year. Now the offense is starting hot instead of the defense. My question to you guys with that said, what are you more comfortable with? Do you like our offense being hot or were you more comfortable with the defense being hot? I'd prefer defense to be strong because I just trust Rodgers to, to get it going at some point in the season. I, I think for most people, though, it's more exciting to watch offense. <laughs> so as long as one is hot and we're winning, let's, let's uh, you know, we're, we're battling a good question there. Yeah, I think we brought it up last uh, year in one of our episodes with the thought of, like, what's more fun to watch? And it definitely is the offense. Um I'm going to say I'd rather us have a stronger defense just because I think about those, you know, two, three years ago where we could not stop a a team at all. It, it was really, really kind of the low point of Packers defense. And I had no interest in watching it. That as much as you can say, hey, Aaron Rodgers is the man and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, we have some absolute studs and some long term security that we're going to have playmakers on offense I don't I don't want to have to put up 43 because opponents put up 34 to 40. Uh, so defense, definitely, I, I wish it was stronger and I would put more emphasis on that. So let's take a look at this Packers Lions kind of mini history. Somehow, some way we escaped uh, last year sweeping the Lions and that came off of four straight losses to the Lions. It seems like they always kind of have our number. The games are always closer than they appear that they should be. Lions last week, as we've discussed, an absolute stinker against the Bears. It kind of reminded me of last year's Bears team where everybody came in thinking they were the club and got smacked in the face right off the bat. Lions should have probably won if Swift can hold on to in the end zone. Um, but overall, while they were really slinging it around, the Bears just, for some reason, somehow Mitch Trubisky came to the rescue and won it for the Bears. So it's in Lambeau. We understand that it's it's going to be fanless, which is a real, real big bummer. But it's good to come back to Lambeau. And with that, we want to do a little introduction. We know that the Athletic has their vial on to discuss Packers, uh, Lions. We have our own vial, and he's the more football savvy of the vials. Sam Vial, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. (laughs) Glad to get the recognition I've been waiting for this entire time. Sam, can I get you on record (laughs) with your uh, football knowledge compared to your brother? I mean, I mean, yeah, my vast, uh, you know, like three, four years of actual legit football experience on top of my brother. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yes, that's dramatic. And, and you were just dramatic. It's speed kills. If you had triple A, triple A versus like tiny leagues. Like, I, yeah. If you had gone on to play in the pros, you definitely would have been a Raider. One hundred percent. Yeah, probably, probably fair. let's talk this Packers offense it was unbelievable what they were able to do every single person on the offense that's at some point touched the ball or did something that was of value one of the stats I was pulling out uh was snap count in which our fourth tight end still saw the field 12 times uh where our fourth wide receiver which was good old Malik had one snap total. So it definitely is an altered view of what this Packer offense is looking like. But against a Detroit Lions team that currently has three cornerbacks and a safety floating around the injury report, can we go back-to-back weeks of seeing prime Rodgers? 
Yes. In pod. No, I'm just joking. No, I think I think I think they put up points in a lot of them again. Um, I, I was just looking through some stats, uh, you know, after watching the game yesterday, um, five out of the top six tacklers from the game uh, previous versus uh, Chicago Bears was either a safety or a corner on the Lions. That's good news for the Packers, boys. Um, that means their linebackers aren't getting open. They were getting eaten up by the Bears' offensive line. I think our offensive line is better than the Bears. Um, so I, I, I think our offensive line is going to have a lot of success in this game against this defensive line. Um, getting to the second, day, second line, the linebackers and safeties, and creating space for Aaron Jones. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see the offense in uh, second week. I was a little nervous going into the first week just because you didn't know. We haven't seen any preseason games. We didn't know what they're going to do, but after seeing what they have put together, I can't wait to see week two. I wholeheartedly agree. After rewatching the, the lions game, I think their front seven on defense is pretty weak and, and leave some opportunity for us to expose them. So I, I'm looking for us to score points again. I think the matchup to watch um, that I sort of hinted at is going to be the tight ends against their, if we can get them against their middle linebacker in coverage. So number 51, uh, I forget his first name, but to buy from Hawaii, 250 pounds. He's a stockier, almost like a, a middle linebacker you'd expect to see from like 2005, not necessarily the passing version of the NFL that we have today. I think the athleticism of our tight ends could really uh, lead to a big day for Rodgers. I was I thought the Detroit Lions secondary held up as good as they could against a, a Mitchell Trubisky until the end of the game where the Bears staged their comeback. Uh, but it sounds like they're banged up. They sent Coleman to the IR. There's a few on the on the limited practice this week. So that's going to be something to track. Historically, their secondary has always been pretty respectful, but they've had some turnover in that as of late. So, yeah, I think our offense gets an opportunity to just sort of grow and still put up 30 points or so. Yeah, and I actually think not only do we have a chance to really take advantage of them through the air, I actually think we might kind of sneak out some some rushing yards. Uh, Montgomery, who I, I don't think is quite what he used to be, still averaged five yards a carry. Tariq Cohen had six yards a carry. I would put the way that Jamal ran last week, obviously Aaron Jones – uh, LaFleur kind of mentioned that he'd like to get Dylan a few more snaps and carries this week. I really, really think it could be a ground and pound while we're simultaneously kind of taking advantage of this kind of weaker secondary. But I also think this could be an opportunity for Rodgers to use his legs as well. We didn't quite see it in Minnesota. I think he maybe have had that one late scramble for two yards. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a good old uh, belt uh, mocking and a, and a first down marker by Rogers getting maybe 20 or so yards, just everybody on this Detroit lions kind of giving a little back, uh, in coverage and he takes advantage of it. So rushing, I think we, we might see a little bit more, uh, activity than we saw against the, the Vikings, but I, I know this is irrationally confident for only seeing one week of Packers offense, but I think this is just a really, really good week two matchup for them coming against a Detroit team that just isn't quite healthy. I just wanted on record, I would be A-OK not seeing Aaron Rodgers running the ball this week. I know what you mean, but boy, if he could just deliver the ball on time from the pocket and not get touched, 
I'm happy. No, no, and I want to clarify. It's it's not because he's uh, <laughs> waiting too long. It's he realizes the entire right side of the field is open and he can scramble for yeah. twelve. Like not, not. We we come too far down. To be between MVS or Alan Lazard, they've both been getting talked up a lot by Aaron Rodgers and the floor all off season. Um, kind of watching Rodgers dynamic with them during the game last week, like with all their celebrations. I just, I, I think it's gonna be one of those two guys that break out. I mean, MVS was two catches away from having three touchdowns and over a hundred yards off of six receptions last week. Exactly. The lean MVS, but I think go either way with Lazard. Yeah. And how do you think, do you think we're going to like succeed more in the pass or the run game in, against the Lions? What, what do you see there? I think it's going to be very similar to last week with Minnesota. I think it's going to be a run heavy both sides of the ball, uh, sorry, both uh, both teams in the first quarter at least. Um, we're going to be working in that play action that we were doing really heavy last week, but and then it's going to kind of go all Rodgers and these receivers in the second uh, half. The real question is, um, can we get some separation from the Lions so that AP isn't in our side all game? Especially if you guys, if anyone watched the game versus the Bears, um, they did play action all the time. If we get a run game going against the Lions, the corner's eyes and safety's eyes were in the backfield watching Adrian Peterson. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, David Montgomery and Tyree Cohen the whole entire time. Yeah, wrong running back. Sorry, boys. Uh, but uh, and they were biting. They were biting. And I think MVS has a chance to just cruise past whoever is guarding him. And if you look at Devonte over the last six games, I know we posted it um, from the Packer page on our Instagram. Last six games for Devonte: 103 yards and a touchdown, 116 yards, 93 yards and a touchdown, 160 yards and two touchdowns, 138 yards, and last week 156 yards and two touchdowns. That is possibly the greatest six, six game stretch ever for a Packers wide receiver. And he and he says he wasn't even healthy at the end of the year last year. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you and you think even like uh, games against San Francisco, we couldn't get the ball going in any form or fashion, and he still pulls off uh, almost double digit catches for that amount. So. If he's feeling in the groove and Rodgers and him are on the same page like they seem to be already this year, oh, my Lord, this could be interesting. We um, sound overconfident. Oh, by <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you guys sound like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's take it down a step. Let's talk about this defense for a second. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Detroit did – some things well. I don't think necessarily Matthew Stafford brought his A game. Uh, Hawkinson, I think, scares the bejesus out of me. He looks to be healthy and kind of ready to make this sophomore season a bang. Danny Amendola came out of nowhere and surprisingly played well. We'll see if uh, Galloway comes back for this one. But how do we feel about this defense being able to fix what they need to fix? And if we do somehow get to prevent defense since we're reacting uh like insane packer fans can we hold them to less than 24 points in a quarter let me jump in on this because i essentially just want to ditto what you said there and i noticed stafford in week one uh was really flustered by the pressure and the bears were getting to him with a four-man rush so i i expect us to be able to duplicate that type of performance 
get to Stafford, he became inaccurate in a heartbeat. It, it was not a good performance for such a veteran, talented quarterback. On the flip side of that, though, here are my three fears. Adrian Peterson doesn't look as old as he is. That's not news to anybody. How is that possible? Uh, How? I don't know. What is he, 34-ish, give or take? You know, he, he doesn't look like he's 24, but he looks like he's still 28, 29, 30, and like able to do some damage. Um, so the running game in whole obviously is a concern until we show we can fix anything. It's looking like Kenny Clark's going to be game-time decision at best, uh, and we're going to have to sub in. It was a Billy Wynn that we signed. Uh, I, I don't trust anyone on that defensive line. So that's going to be a concern. Hawkinson, of course, this is the first athletic tight end of the year that we're going to have to face. Uh, have we fixed anything from last year? But then I thought one key thing to watch is going to be how deep can we go at cornerback? We weren't really tested last week. And the Lions, specifically if Galladay comes in and plays in week two and gets his first action, um, you know, they got Marvin Jones, Quintez Cephas, uh, you named Amendola. And then if they put Hawkinson out there as well, they're five wide are all guys that can make plays and Stafford will go to any of them with some trust it. Even the rookie Cephas had plenty of targets in week one. So Shannon Sullivan is going to get some action. Do we see Josh Jackson in week two? Is he, is he ready for this type of offense? Uh, the depth of our secondary is probably going to get tested. And that's what I'll have my eye yeah. on. Uh, yeah, 100% correct. You know, and it depends on who plays. You know, if Galladay plays, this is a completely different game, right? Um, if he doesn't play, it's pretty much going to be one directional stop the run, stop AP, and you win the game, right? Probably. Um, but like where my confidence is coming from is 100% our offense, not our defense. I think it might be a close game, but high scoring. Um, they, they, they do have offensive weapon. Like, like Dan was saying, you know, I think they could have huge success with Hawkinson over the middle, um, over our defense. You know, we really didn't get tested over the middle much, uh, against the Vikings. They kept attacking the perimeter mostly. So it, it, it was, we'll, we'll see. Like Dan said, a lot is going to be found out this week because Detroit Lions first like to hurry up their offense and they like to spread it out. Um, a lot different than what we saw with Minnesota. So, it, yeah, I think AP goes off a little bit, but we have to control him to win this game. Um, and we can't let them stick close because that's when it'll get dangerous and they may lead the whole entire game again and we win at the last second again. So what do you think, Sam? <laughs> yeah, um, I have to say like, AP being with the Lions, uh, he's had our number for a while. Um Seeing what Dalvin Cook do us last week, I think AP is going to have a really strong ground game. Um, but uh, with their quarterbacks being injured and Galloway likely not to play, um, if that's the case, I think that if, if our defense is able to just focus on AP, uh, they're not going to be able to keep up with our offense. Yeah, I think that this game is really going to come down to three folks, Smith, Smith, and Gary. Uh Smith, the Smith boys, other than that sack by Zadarius, were really nowhere to be found for the most part. And you look at Matt Safford, yes, he was pressured, but he was only sacked once. And so the fact that we can get into that backfield and Gary, I mean, the fact that he was leading the team in a lot of those statistical categories last game while still being quiet is amazing to me. If he can put up a secondary performance, if Preston and Zadarius seem to be playing a bigger factor it just puts so much less pressure on just about everybody else in the field. And kind of a secondary person is, is Kirksey. 
if we're having him on on Hawkinson or or dealing with anything coming through the that kind of soft area of the zone, it'd be really interesting to see how he holds up um, in these passing downs. But this Detroit team, it always seems like we're skeptical offensively, and if they get going early, it is going to be a very very long game, and it's going to be a tight game mm-hmm. score wise. So, yeah, one hundred percent. So let's make some predictions. I, I think I know how we're all going to vote for who wins. So what's the score and who is your game MVP? I'll, I'll just go. Uh, so I got the Packers win in this one to the surprise of nobody on this podcast. Um, but I do see a lot of points happening. So I'll take Packers 31-28. Uh, I just think what we saw you know, in the latter half against Kirk Cousins worries me uh Stafford's got the ability to to spread it out amongst his guys and still put up some points but I actually think the MVP is going to be uh an interception from the defense that's caused by pressure uh like I talked about when Stafford had a guy uh you know getting anywhere close to him he became very inaccurate uh we're gonna jump one of those uh pressure he throws up a bad ball and let's say Jair gets his second pick and actually puts a little return on it uh, I'll call a touchdown. I'll go bold. We're going big here. Jair gets a pick six. Oh, boy. So is that your MVP, Jair? Uh, yeah, if you get a pick six, I'm giving you MVP. All right, all right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to follow you up. I'm, I'm picking the Packers, too. No surprise. Uh, very, very close to my score that I picked, uh, 34-28. So three more for the Packers. Um, but like like you were saying, I – my my MVP is going to be on the defense also, but it's all the defensive line um, because I think they need to step it up. And this includes the Smith brothers. Uh, I mean, Zadarius oh, played. I was going to say name names. Who on the D line? <laughs> You're including uh, the outside linebackers. Okay. Yeah, I'm including everybody because last game, I mean, yes, Zadarius Smith got, you know, one sack, but overall it wasn't a very impressive showing in my opinion. Um, Preston Smith was silent the whole entire game. I don't even know if he had a sack or a pressure or anything. I don't even know. Um, but I don't remember him being called by the announcer. Um, so I'm putting him on the spot. I'm wanting to pump him up. I'm thinking he's going to be the MVP because he's actually going to get two sacks this week. And I'll even jump on your prediction. He's the one that pressures the quarterback to get the interception for today. There Boom. you go. <laughs> let me let me just say he did play strong in the run game. I watched on film. He blew up some blocks in the run game. So he did not make a name in the past game. I, I remember zero sacks. I don't know if he had a pressure or not. Uh, but he, he played stout defensive end for us pretty well. Sam, who are you thinking takes this home? Um, I think the Lions have really had our number the last couple of years. It's been since 2014 since we've beaten them by double digits. Um, you ticked off Aaron Rodgers when you drafted Jordan Love. The league says he's washed up. We kind of saw a taste of what we're going to get the rest of the season with him week one. So I'm saying the Packers take this 38-20. And um, the MVP of the game, it's going to be a toss between Devontae or Aaron Rodgers. I think Devontae is going to have like two touchdowns, another plus 150-yard game, but at the end of the day, I think it goes to Rodgers again. How many yards and touchdowns from Rodgers if he's getting MVP status? Is he breaking the 400 mark? No, MBS is still good for one big drop for a touchdown, um, so <laughs> it's going to stay at four touchdowns. Um, but, you know, he's not going to throw any picks. We're going to hold on to the ball. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be a gr- huge game. 
by our running backs. But at the end of the day, though, Rodgers is, is on a mission. I like it. Uh, I'm, man, we are bandwagoning together. I had 34-24, so we're on that same spot. Uh, 1-0 so far in the season on bold predictions, not only saying that Cousins would have more turnovers than Roger Sachs and that Jahari would be the one that intercepted him. Thank you. You're welcome for anybody that bet that. I think that this is going to actually be one of those games that we're so on board with thinking that the the passing game is going to do it, and it's actually going to be the running game. So my bold prediction is that each of uh, the running backs, Dylan, Jones, and Jamal, all have a touchdown each in this game, Ooh. with Aaron Jones oh. being the MVP. Ooh, that'd be Don't fun. Let me ask about about what 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 position you see Tyler Irvin playing. <laughs> Wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> It will be interesting. I, I mean, I, that was the one thing I think that stood up uh, watching a few clips. It's just how fast Irving gets to the outside. Like, it's now that he's kind of taken over what Geronimo was on kind of these jet sweeps, it's so fun to watch him get outside. I, I'm surprised he I'm surprised he wasn't on. Didn't we pick him up off of he wasn't on a team before we got him last Mid-season year? Mid-season we got him, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe he didn't make a squad. I mean, he's uh, he's a talented dude. Yeah, Had but otherwise, wasn't that his history? I'm not even sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Either way, he looks like he could fit in the Chiefs' offense. That's the kind of speed he needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that'll do it for this episode. We have built this up to be an absolute <laughs> crazy it's gonna, it's podcast. Twelve yeah. to nine. It's either going to be complete euphoria or we're going to be sobbing the entire next episode. Sam, appreciate you coming on. This is fun. You definitely are the more uh, advanced football knowledgeable vial in your family. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So that'll do it. We'll talk again uh, next time. Thanks, everybody. Go, bang, go. Go, bang, go.